Happy New Year, everyone. This is Catherine Adams. And Elizabeth Wallace. And you're listening to Binary System Podcast number 21. And we do not have a Welcome to Night Vale episode to recap this week. Because apparently they are actually pretty good at doing uh, January breaks for the show. Yeah, yeah. Which is good for them and bad for us. Because I was like, maybe they'll be as bad at breaks as they are at hiatuses. No, they're not. They posted a repeat of episode 26, I believe, uh, The Faceless Old Woman. So I'm wondering if... By posting that episode, if they're giving us, I mean, why that particular episode? I think it's a sign of things to come. I think we'll hear from the faceless old woman rather quickly. Well, she's going to have to get involved in the episodes coming up fairly soon because her cohort in crime, Hiram McDaniels, is getting tried for attempted murder. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? They were partners in crime, but were they also... Are they also a little in love with each other? And I'm not saying that just because I'll ship anything that holds still long enough. I'm think I think that's like canon. They did seem to sort of be a little into each other at I one point. Guess so. I mean, he called her that said that she was beautiful at one point. So well, well she excuse seemed, me. She seemed to like hearing it. Yes. He well, he confirmed he wanted to know if she does beautiful things, and she said yes. And he said, well, then you're beautiful. So oh, that's awesome. That is yeah. kind of adorable. So I think we'll hear about that soon. But yeah, we didn't want to skip a week. So what we're just basically talking about this week is what. We've got sort of uh, the irons in the fire at this moment. What have you got coming up soon? I am going to be posting a review. Actually, it'll already have posted by the time this recording goes up. But it is uh, volume one of The X-Files, The Agents, The Bureau, and The Syndicate. And what it is, is it's 178 pages of articles and interviews and features and profiles and whatever that was originally posted in the X-Files official magazine. And this is being released on January 12th, I think, because in January 24th is going to be the new six episode miniseries of the X-Files. So nice. How long have we gone now? I mean, (sighs) X-Files started in 1993 and it went on for nine seasons so Man. 2002. So it's been 13, 14 years, I think, since we've had X-Files episodes. We had the second movie in there someplace in the hiatus, but you never saw the second movie, did you? No, no, I didn't. I just kind of decided at that point I was sort of done, but now I'm kind of, well, I could get back into it again. I think if you watch it knowing, uh, go into it thinking of it as a very long episode as opposed to a movie, because it doesn't have nearly the pow of the first movie, but it's still fun. I liked it. I thought it was interesting, and it's definitely going to be something that bridges the gap. Yeah, so I guess nothing could really measure up to that first movie. Just being, I don't even remember what movie I was watching, but we're sitting through the trailers, and you had that, you know, shaky cam, and then like it looks like newsreel footage and everything, and then blinking in and out of static, and then everything goes to dark, and you suddenly hear Scull- Scully's voice. Mulder? I'm like, ooh. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I was so into that movie. I was so into oh, that God. whole series. Gosh. God. And then Nathan watched it with us and was laughing his head off at the scene where Scully and Mulder almost, almost, almost kiss. And then they just, you know, she gets stung by the ow. And we're just like, ah! And Nathan is just and laughing. Well, I mean, he, he'd had to hear it from us about our worries about our shipping curse that we had. Yes, yes, because every other character we've ever shipped, which is, 
What have we got? We've got Claire Book and One Eye in ElfQuest. We've got, We've got uh, Beauty uh, and the Beast in the Beauty and the Beast yeah. TV show, but yeah. from the uh, late 80s, early 90s, I think. Yeah, and then we also, we were watching that show Silk Stockings, which was not a great show, but my God, the second. So basically what the curse is, if we ship characters, somebody's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> it happens that, a really, lot. It, it happens a lot. So, and that yeah. actually happened... Um, Pretty much for the most part in Friday the 13th, the series, Mickey yeah, and yeah. Ryan. Yeah, he didn't yeah, actually yeah. die, but he got turned into a prepubescent kid. So which kind of is the yeah, same so thing as far off. as, you know, Mickey was concerned, I guess. Yeah. And then they brought in that other guy who's just, if you ever wander on Friday the 13th message boards and they talk about that second guy, nobody liked him. It wasn't just us. <laughs> Everybody shipped Mickey and Ryan. Nobody liked the new guy. So whatever. But, and I don't but yeah, see a then, whole lot, you know, I don't see a whole lot of fanfic about Mickey and Ryan. Ryan. There's Have some you? out there. Go jump onto fanfiction.net. You can find some. It's not really all that great, but I just, I still am so amazed. Warehouse 13, if you ever take a look at that, the parallels between Warehouse 13 and Friday the 13th, the series are just kind of staggering. I'm always like, I, I watch that show and I'm looking around. I'm like, does anybody else see what, what they just did there? <laughs> it's just a warehouse <laughs> full of cursed items. You've got two people that they kind of ship, but not really. You've got the older mentor dude. It's, yeah, it's, it's really Friday the 13th for the modern age, but yeah, which like, is also canceled now so yeah <laughs> but i mean so we, our our shipping curse went on for so long that you and i were bound and determined when we got into x-files we were not going to ship those two Mulder and scully no we weren't going oh, to how because could it you would curse them but of course we shipped them of course we did how can you help it it's just they're so perfect which i love the fact that about the time the show was ending the two of them were they were just done the actors were just done with this show and talking about how they really didn't even hang out with each other and all this kind of stuff and it was a friend of yours because you and i were just so disgusted with them we're like this show made your careers and then it was a friend of yours who said it's just a testament to what great actors they are that they really don't even like hanging out with each other but they act like they're soulmates on screen i'm like they really do a good point yeah, and the fact that chris carter the creator was absolutely resistant to the idea of bringing those two together romantically because he knew it would kill the show. I mean, it would take yeah. away all of the the chemistry, all the tension, whatever. So dragging that out for so long, you ended up getting with this incredibly layered relationship yeah. between these two closer than romance, I thought. So yeah. it was just yeah. all no. kinds of perfect. So yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to the, the new se season. But um if anyone gets a chance, go over to the Nerdist and listen to Jillian Anderson's uh, interview oh, that they did with her. That's she's so funny. She, she she's is. Hilarious. She's just devastatingly intelligent and really, really funny. And she pokes yep. fun at herself a lot. And she pokes fun at I don't know having to memorize all of these lines with scientific gobbledygook because she was the person who had to provide the exposition when anything was going on. So she just commented <laughs> about yes. So I had to explain everything. All the time, in every scene. <laughs> <laughs> to poor dumb Mulder. It's just every time. <laughs> Love that. Well, Love that. yeah. So we've got something not nearly as all-encompassing and popular with the nerd groups, but, you know, popular with a particular group of nerds. There is another book that is coming out on January 12th. Do you know what that is? What is it? What is it? It's the new China Mieville book. He's got another one coming no out. No way! I had <laughs> no. Really? Okay, okay not, yes, not another collection of short stories? This is an actual nope, novel? No, nope. This one is called The Census Taker, and it is, let's see what the description on uh, Ye Old Amazon says. 
In a remote house on a hilltop, a lonely boy witnesses a profound traumatic event. He tries and fails to flee. Left alone with his increasingly deranged parent, he dreams of safety, of joining the other children in the town below, of escape. When at last a stranger knocks at his door, the boy senses that his days of isolation might be over. But by what authority does this man keep the meticulous records he carries? What is the purpose behind his questions? Is he friend, enemy, or something else altogether? Ooh, <laughs> so there okay. we go. So the census taker, January twelfth. So I'll be I'll be reading that one and reviewing it for the site. You can be sure. I you know I've got a list of authors that are my favorites and authors that I'd be willing to give a try and authors that I want to absolutely avoid because I read one thing by them and hated it. China Mayville is on one of those that I would run through fire to get to a yeah. new book of one of his. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And the fact that we just got one, a collection of short stories last year, and we already get a new book this year. I mean, thank God. He Wonderful. Just, he yes. sometimes has long breaks in between his books. I'm like, no, don't do that. Keep keep writing, please. You know who I wish would do another uh, book for, uh, for grown-ups is uh, Scott Westerfeld. Oh, if he could. I mean, I mentioned it at some point on Goodreads that I was sorry that he was doing all young adult books. And somebody on Goodreads had sort of taken umbrage of that. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with Goodreads, you know, young adult books. And I'm like, no, I never said there was. I just wanted a grown-up book. That's all. I'm not poking fun at young adult books. I just, his grown-up stuff was all fun and all kinds of sexy and sexy, violent yes. and cool. Oh, yes. and, and then, well, I mean, and the, uh, the Risen Empire books, hard epic. sci-fi, just epically yeah. hard sci-fi. But you have to try to understand gravi gravity mechanics, uh, mathematics, something like that, in order to understand the plot. I mean, I love books where the author can pull something like oh, yeah. that off. At the same time, I do understand his reasoning. Uh, he gets more feedback from young writing young adult books. Apparently, teenagers are more likely to yes. actually write in and provide some kind of response to him on the books. They stay on shelves longer in the bookstores, apparently, and they're more yeah. profitable, yeah. and they're probably easier to write. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I look at the book Fine Prey, which was, I mean, it's like, it's about like a racing circuit with these kind of like, I always imagine them looking a bit like raptors is what I always thought them looking like. Yeah. Yeah. But you've got people who control them sort of like with this kind of, you know, they've got implants in their heads and people control them in a booth and make them run and jump and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, it's about alien alien conquerors but they kind of conquered us but not really and then it's all about language as well because the type of human being that can understand their language is, is almost not even human anymore and it's this really really deep book but it's got you know drug use and racing and alcohol and, and, sex. and language and, and sex and sex you got a lot of sex in there you know it's a great book and obviously nobody's heard of it <laughs> really you know no, you say fine I don't brain, think I, hardly what? anyone's heard of Evolution's Darling either and that's up there in one of my top 10 books of any anybody, any author yeah. altogether. Oh, know. yeah. And it's probably outside of his young adult books. That's probably the most popular. Evolution's Darling is probably, would you say that one's at the top? I think it would be, I think it's even more popular than Risen Empire, honestly. I think it is, actually. It's more a little more accessible than Risen Empire, but I don't think I, any of them are on the shelves anymore. I think if you want no, Scott Westerfeld at bookstores, it's going to need to be the young adult ones. And uh, and I read one of his more recent books uh, last year, I think. It was uh, Afterworlds, and I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> no, that's damning with fate praise. That's I just true. loved Evolution's yeah. Darling and Fine Prey so much. Now, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I read his book so yesterday. Ah, uh, 
it wasn't marketed as a young adult book, but it read very young, I thought, you know, and it's all about kids who are like predicting the latest trends, but there's a sci-fi element to it and they're all like hip and popular. And I'm like, I don't, it's fine. I mean, it's well-written. It's definitely well-written. It's the subject matter. I was just like, blah, but um, yeah, so maybe with any luck, but I'm also reading right now, hopefully getting the review up, cross your fingers this week, maybe Catherine Tanqueray, if I'm saying it right, The Night Parade, which is getting some serious buzz in place. It came out technically New Year's Day, I believe. I've, of course, had the review copy sitting in my list for, you know, a couple weeks now, but <laughs> whatever. Better late than not at all. And yeah, it's it takes place in Japan, and I guess it's going to have ghosts, but it's definitely a young adult book as well. But it seems fun so far, so we'll see. I'll have a review up. I don't know if I've got any upcoming books that I'm set to review just yet. I'm thinking about getting Catherine Valente's latest book, Radiant, which is sort oh, of nice. a sci-fi futuristic um movie theater kind of dealy not sure yet i love catherine valente okay i should say that i have loved catherine valente's books the more of hers i read the more recent the more out there they get and i love the fact that she can do that and she's exploring new things she's sort of leaving me behind now yeah it's it's always a shame you know i have loved cj cherry's foreigner sequence for years and years and we're on like i don't even like the six trilogy i think it's the six trilogy we just started Ah, oh, the last book was really a wade because it's just all exposition because I guess she's bound and determined to say, hey, you don't have to read all the books that came before. You just have to read this one. Don't worry. I'll explain everything. I'm like, no, you just drag everything down. Every time the main character stops to have a small break and have a cup of tea, he's just thinking things and it goes on forever. I'm like, oh, I'm going to give it one more book. If she does it again in the next book, I'm going to be like, no, I think eventually you have to make a choice. You have to decide, you know. You, the people who haven't read all the books that come before, well, maybe they're not the people who need to read this book. I know right. that it sounds start exclusionary. A new but you, you just go ahead and start a new series for them. And then yes. when you write the next book in the series, you just assume everybody's already read the books. Yes, or yes. Because otherwise you're going to lose. You're going to lose existing readers at this point. Because I'm almost out. And I know she'll have a new book coming out this year. Because she puts one out every year. She's definitely churning through. But yeah. So, But the only other thing I've got on my plate right now for this week is Leland, who you may know from the former Movie Issues podcast, he's starting a new podcast called Lost in Sci-Fi, and I'll be recording some episodes with him. So we're going to get together on Monday and record an episode, and then maybe go get pizza. You know, that's that's oh. how we usually, anytime we've recorded episodes before, we've always, you know, episode, and then pizza, and maybe a movie or something. It's always, it's a good day. But um, so, yeah, so, so that, would you that ever, should be fun. Uh, would you ever bring guest stars on? That would be fun. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. Skype or otherwise, you know, we'll get you in town and have you on there. So uh, he was actually kind of cool with the idea of recording at my place, despite the siren noise, because he was like, no, because Jada lives across the street, and then we can get her on the podcast sometimes, too. And I'm like, excellent. So. I know we had vaguely talked for a while about bringing me in as a guest uh, appearance on one of your podcasts and do a fan fiction episode. Oh, yes. Now, oh, I yeah, know your previous podcasting partner uh, did not get into fan fiction. So it right. wasn't that he didn't like the concept. He just didn't know anything about it. So that was going right, to be fun. Right. Uh, any idea what Leland's uh, thoughts are on as fan fiction? As far as I know, I would be so surprised if he's ever read, read any fan fiction whatsoever. I don't think it's... Not that... I was going to he just, I don't think he has a, any patience for anything that's quite that silly, you know, I mean, <laughs> fan fiction can be awfully ridiculous, but I don't know, we'll find out. So it would actually, 
I'm kind of hoping that he's not into it because I think it'd be more fun to have the fan fiction podcast with somebody who's like, what, what the what, you know, what the actual hell. (laughs) Well, I'm looking forward to talking with Jada about it because I used to think that I knew a bit about fan fiction, but I get the idea I'm just a poser when it comes to someone like Jada. Because it sounds like she, because you hear people talking about fan fiction and they talk about, oh, yes, I've just read the like third trilogy by such and so and so about this, you know, particular mashup or whatever. I mean, some of these things are pretty epic, and some of these fan fiction writers are fairly yeah, yeah. well known. And I don't know anything about them. No, me neither. No, I'm I'm absolutely a dabbler when it comes to fan fiction. I'll I'll ship a new couple like whatever the chick from the new Mission Impossible movie, which you just finally watched, which was yeah, yeah. very fun. She's so <laughs> kick ass. And of course, I ship her with Jeremy Renner's character. I gotta ship Jeremy Renner with somebody because I can't ship him as Hawkeye with Black Widow anymore because he's freaking married. But, you know, <laughs> aren't you? Aren't you like? Isn't there any? one who's just continuing on the idea like saying okay well to read this fan fiction you're just going to have to assume that Age of Ultron didn't happen or his family yes, didn't if exist. You, the most popular Clintasha Tumblr page is uh, Fuck Yeah Clint and Black Widow or I can't remember what it's called. Just look up Fuck Yeah Clintasha and I think it'll come up and everything. They have a little thing at the top of their site that says non-AU compliant, which means, you know, the <laughs> Age of Ultron, no. So yeah, all of that, that's still going on. I just, you know, it's harder for me to have that, that passion for the couple. But, you know, I'll ship Jeremy Renner's character in Mission Impossible with the cool-ass chick who killed her enemies by climbing them. <laughs> it was really cool. <laughs> it was, I, fine, I'm so glad that I finally got to see that because that was a hell of a lot of fun. And I'm it trying really to figure fun. out... I think I still like the previous one. Um, yeah, shoot, uh, Ghost Protocol. Ghost Protocol. I think I still like that one better. There were so many fun bits. But I think this one was a better movie. I think altogether I think so yeah. the acting was better. I don't think the acting was really terrible in the previous one. I think it was better in this one. And just and um, Simon Pegg. It. My God, Simon Pegg. Him screaming his head off in the car chase. Oh my God. Oh my God. It was so fun. <laughs> well, just he got the best reaction shot of the entire movie. That you know him and Tom Cruise's car comes around, slams into the one with Jeremy Renner, and Jeremy Renner and uh, Vin. Ving Rames are just sitting there and they all wave at each other and Tom Cruise starts peeling past and you see Simon Pegg go, hey. <laughs> <laughs> he's so, he's just, and he's such a nerd's nerd. I mean, he's into all of these things, all of these Star Wars, Star Trek, all the things and he's in them and oh my God, I saw the Star Wars movie, but I'm not going to talk about it because you haven't seen it yet. You're so. not, you, uh-huh. can't, you can't give us anything. You can't give us any, any tips, any like subtle hints, any I'm going to reveal this, but not really sort of dealies or... No, none of that. I am going to say BB-8, that little robot, is ridiculously appealing. <laughs> just the way they did that robot, it's really, really fun. I like that a lot. And I, I've i always thought it looked really cute in all of the trailers and everything, but seriously, you have no idea. It's, it's adorable. So yeah, I, I'm, that's all. I'm, I'm not going to say anything else. You're probably going to see it this week, you think, right? I hope so, because on our birthday, the Sherlock movie is going to oh, be aired yeah. at the, uh, the theater, and Nathan's already gotten us tickets to go see that on our birthday nice. while we're in Florida. So we'll definitely be seeing one movie. We could yes. possibly see another one. I don't know that anyone else, 
uh, mom, dad, uh, younger sis, don't think any of them are quite as into Star Wars as we are. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't think so. Hannah might, our younger sister might. She was mentioning something that some people thought that it might just be kind of like a, a modern rehashing of Star Wars. And she said, what I want to ask you is if that's all that it's doing, what reason do we have to go and see it? That's her point. If it's just doing the same thing over again. And at the time I told her, well, honestly, you wouldn't. I mean, if you're not passionately into Star Wars and you think it's just going to be a rehash of the same movie, then no, I wouldn't go see it. I'll say right now, it's not a rehash of Star Wars. It's definitely, it's its, its own new thing so. that they're doing. Well, and I haven't, nobody's, there hasn't been any slacking off of the enthusiasm for it, I don't no, think. I mean, it's not, not like Phantom Menace where everyone was so enthusiastic for a brand new Star Wars. Oh, yes, it's great. And then a few weeks later, they pass and they think, ah, well, Phantom Menace wasn't all that good. Haven't seen that happening this time. No, Everyone still no, seems I, I very happy. I don't think it will, but we'll definitely talk about that. <laughs> you and I will talk about that after you've seen the movie. I don't know if we'll talk about it on the podcast because I'm terrified of spoiling things for people. I mean, everybody's been saying, they're like, oh, a week after the movie's out, then spoiler alerts are off. And if you get spoiled, it's your own damn fault. I'm like, no, I don't think that's right. <laughs> I really don't. I'm I think not if you're sure. a polite I, human being. You know? Yeah, I. you guys did a Comic Issues podcast where you talked about spoilers and when it is and is not okay to spoil something. And it still seems kind of vague, I think, you know, for, for is, movies. For movies, yeah, I think there's yeah. a slightly longer period of time. For TV shows, I don't know. I guess once the new mm-hmm. series, uh, the new season of a TV show starts, you can spoil stuff that happened previously. But it all, you I always guess. have to take into account the person that you're talking to. And if they said, I haven't yeah, seen yeah. it yet and I'm interested in watching it. It would be rude to actually say, oh, well, let me give this away. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, I don't feel like we should, you know, there's a point past which I don't want to be tiptoeing around. Like right now, everyone is tiptoeing around about spoilers. I mean, the second you open your mouth about Star Wars, you're like, have you seen it? They say no. And I'm like, well, I'm shutting up. But at some point, like Daredevil, you know, Daredevil came out, what? It was a year and a half ago on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And at this point, I'd, I'd be perfectly fine to be just like, oh, yeah, Daredevil and that awesome scene down the hallway with one long cut. And I'll spoil everything because I'm like... That seems like I shouldn't have to be like, oh, have you seen it? You know, I don't, I don't <laughs> feel like I need to be. But, you know, if somebody were to stop me and do that, wait, 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 I'd be like, all right, I'm shutting up. It's fine. It's I think but, I know. think for me, spoilers and trigger warnings uh, are the same level of importance in that uh, intent isn't everything. But I think you do need to take that into account. If someone yeah. accidentally triggers you, if someone accidentally spoils you. I don't think it's great to jump down someone's throat if there was a reasonable no. expectation that someone's already seen it. Or, exactly. Or that exactly. someone no, wouldn't actually know that you're going to get triggered by something like that. No. Exactly. Yeah, the trigger warning thing always, sometimes it smacks of censorship. And the thing is, is that somebody's going to be very, very upset by something. I think you need to be mindful of that. But once again, I don't want to spend my life tiptoeing around possibly offending someone. So I'm always, it's the same thing. If I start like, I posted a great voice somebody had this lovely coral snake on uh, Instagram and I re uh, reposted it to my Instagram feed. <laughs> I forgot. Jada and my friend Melanie are friggin' terrified of snakes. And they're both like, whoa, what the hell? And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not taking it down, but I'm sorry. And I won't do it again because I just forgot. But you know, that's a thing. So, you know, yeah, well, it's, you can't, yeah. uh, you can't avoid all spoilers all the time and you can't avoid every single possible trigger. There's just no way. I mean, you could be having a conversation and say, oh, well, that's a real kick in the head. And then someone pounces on you. My uh, second cousin, what's a roof, died from getting kicked in the head. You bastard. It was just not possible. <laughs> 
it's there's also levels and levels like me posting a picture of a snake is like I'm it's a picture it's not going to hurt you and everything but even I who like snakes I would not walk into a room carrying one and shove it in your face going in this cool you know that's chances of my upsetting someone are much higher so eh, is we live in the world of gray so it's fine not 50 shades of gray though hopefully that's gone away completely I'm hoping yeah yeah, yeah. I hope they're not they're not going to make a movie of the second one right? I don't think the first one did well enough to do that oh, I hope not yeah. But that's what we've got coming up for January, the first couple weeks of January. Looks so, like it's pretty uh, full. Yeah, we'll, yeah, by the time we come back, we'll have watched the Sherlock uh, holiday special, I guess is what it is, where they're in their Victorian clothes. That's going to be cool. Maybe you'll have seen Star Wars. I'm hoping. Maybe, I'm maybe very much hoping. Star Wars. I've only got four episodes left of the, uh, of the current season of Doctor Who, and I'll be caught up. So that's, I, I had to get caught up because a friend of mine was a little offended with me. I was like, I couldn't get caught up with Doctor Who yet. I had to get caught up on Vampire Diaries first. <laughs> oh, they dear. might not be speaking to me at the moment. So. <laughs> no. So wait, yeah, so you've I only know. got four more episodes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So of the current uh, of the current season, I'm watching the one with the girl. Uh, she plays the little girl on Game of Thrones. So it's those uh, that two parter episode with that. I liked the episode with the ghosts. That was a good one. That was. Oh fun. wait a minute, which one was uh, that? Time one? travel. The. Um, um, the underwater episode. Oh, the, yes. They were under, oh, the timey-wimey stuff. And people love. kept getting killed and they were coming back as ghosts. Yeah, love the timey-wimey oh, stuff on that, that one. That was good. Yes. Um, oh, so, yeah, yeah that so that's Ishilda. Uh, or uh, Ishilda, that's uh, who you're in this yes. episode? Okay, cool. Yes. Yep. Uh, yep. When you get... Yep. Yep. I'm not even going to say anything. I'm just not going to say anything okay. at all because these next few episodes are <laughs> going to be cool, I think. Yep, 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 yep. Nice. That's all for this episode, so make sure to check us out on pixelatedgeek.com. We've got podcasts, we've got reviews, we've got galleries, we've got all sorts of fun stuff going on there. Uh, also, find Binary System Podcast on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Definitely check out the Instagram. We're, we're trying to make that a thing, too, because God knows I don't need any more excuse to put more stuff up on Instagram, but I'll do it anyway. You know, I'm <laughs> completely hooked on that one. And other than that, we will talk to everybody in two weeks. Talk to y'all later.